the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jenniferjackson.com. This is Simply for Women. Yes, it is. And I know you're going to enjoy today because Amy Lively is back with us. And if you missed the previous episode, you can find that at jenniferjackson.com. We're talking about First Peter. Peter is a power-packed Bible character. And if you don't know him, you want to get to know Amy because she has an entire book on the the person of Peter in the book of First Peter. And so you want to grab that. Uh, can I borrow a cup of hope? We all need more hope and we all need to learn more about Peter. He was in that top 12, wasn't he? You know, it says. Yes, he in, was. He's always <laughs> <listed> first. <laughs> yes, that's right. He is listed first. Welcome to the show, Amy. I'm glad to have you here. I thought I would start by reading First Peter 1, 24. It says, all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Amy and I thought today we might talk about how Peter lived and how Peter died. How do you, which one do you want to start with, Amy? Oh, let's start with the, um, let's start with the, the hard part. Um, how Peter how Peter died, but boy, he what a blessing that he got the word of the Lord straight from the lips of the Lord mm. that he walked with Jesus for all those years of ministry. Yes, and um, in so many places in in the book of First Peter, we hear him just repeating in his own words in his way the the things that he learned from walking with Jesus, and um, Jesus loved Peter. He loved his family. He restored him after his failures. He prayed for Peter. He says, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed to you for you that when you return, that you would strengthen mm-hmm. your brothers. And then, and Jesus brought that to fruition at their, at their beautiful breakfast by the sea after his resurrection, when he um, gave Peter three chances to confess his love after his three failures to confess that he even knew who Jesus was. You know, that's so powerful because I think that we can live, see from the relationship between Peter and Jesus, that we can live a life with no regrets. And Jesus really walked those regrets through with Peter at such a deep level in the inside of his heart. And we can just lay those regrets before the Lord and, yeah, and you know, confess his denials them. Are never, his denials are never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. Paul continually brought up, hey, you know who I was, you know, all the things I did, you know, I was chief among sinners. But Peter is never mentioned again. And everybody Peter was writing to and preaching to, um, they were there, like they knew what had happened. But it was completely erased. It did change who Peter was, because he now had a heart of compassion. And he was so much more dependent upon the Holy Spirit. But he didn't walk with shame. And all of his mistakes were then used as part of his story. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe we should just quickly pause and say, 
if if today you're thinking I'm that person, I've denied Christ and I don't know how to get back. I just want to say a quick prayer for you. God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would just welcome us back. Lord, we want to just say we're sorry for being embarrassed of you. We're sorry for ignoring you. God, we're sorry for denying you in front of others. And Lord, would you quickly restore us to you in Jesus name? Amen. Yeah, Jennifer, that was me. I, I did that for 20 years. I was living right down the road in Lancaster, Ohio. And for 20 years, I turned my back on God because I wanted to be accepted. And I always say I, I didn't lose my beliefs, but I lost my faith. Mm-hmm and didn't want any part of of walking with Jesus. But when that time came, when the prayers of my family, like finally, like um, helped to turn my heart. And when that time came for me to turn back to Jesus, I didn't even have to, to move my head a millimeter. Like he was there. He was right there. He was in the next breath that I took when I had the, the inkling of a thought that I wanted to be back with him. He was right there. If we draw near to God, he will draw near to you. He can't be any nearer than that. So it's um, if that if that is anyone else who, who's doing what I did, I promise that God's arms are open wide with forgiveness and love and, and redemption at our repentance. He's right there. He is right there. He's such a restoring God. And if you just joined us, this is Amy Lively. We're talking about the book of First Peter, and you can find her on Instagram. You can find her at amylively.com. So, Amy, let's continue and talk about how did we, you know, he, Peter actually died on a cross upside down. Did, he did, did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, um, he, said he didn't think he was worthy to be crucified in the same way that Christ was. And so he has to be crucified upside down. And you'll see lots of, of classic paintings of Peter being crucified upside down. But what you don't see in the paintings, and what you might not know, is that his wife was also martyred for her faith on the same day. And Peter, when he saw his own wife being let out to die, he called after her and he said, remember the Lord. Remember the Lord. I'm like looking into, I mean, it's harder to watch someone you love suffer than to go through it yourself. Mm-hmm. But he encouraged her in that way. Not, um, not it'll be over soon. Not you can, you can do it. Not don't do it, but just remember the Lord. And Peter ran to the tomb and stuck his, stuck his head in and looked at the empty tomb and the folded grave cloths and that changed how he looked at his own cross and how he encouraged his wife to look at her own cross too and and how we look at our own cross that we have to pick up every day and deny ourselves and how someday we will face our last breath like the flower that fades and withers you know when you think do it different now yes because you know when you think about What Peter is trying to really impress upon us is that you will have suffering. We are all going to die at some point. But if you can be close to the Lord, he will get you through it. He will be with you in it. He is for you. He restores you. What a beautiful message we have from 1 Peter. There's hope, isn't there? There's so much hope. You can (laughs) fill a cup with it, overflowing. So while we're on the topic of hope, how do we live then? How do we live 
Peter, he he definitely shows us how to suffer and die, but how does he <laughs> expect us to live? Well, he expects us to live not for our human desires, but for the will of God. And does that sound almost as impossible as what we talked about the last time? Be holy, like be holy, live for the will of God, check, check, done, right? Oh my gosh, so hard. <laughs> In the book of First Peter, there's so many places where it says like, you used to be like this, now you're like this. Mm-hmm. And there is only one way to get from here to there, and it is through the cross and through the blood of Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of God that enables us to put all of that aside, the way we used to want to lash out at people, the way we used to despair, the way we used to become angry and bitter and resentful and vengeful and not have any hope. But now, because of the cross and because of what Christ has done, we look into his empty grave. We know our grave will be empty someday. And suffering becomes worship. Hmm. And that is only that is only through the cross. It's like an offering. Well, Amy, we have about two minutes left. So this is our, our bit of a warning of time. But I think about Peter. Let's talk about living with this passion that he has. I mean, he 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 was almost larger than life in the way he he helps us to see, wow, there's healing in the cross. There's forgiveness in the cross. There's all of these things. I mean, how did where do you think this this passion and how can we catch that the way that we can live the way Peter lived. Yeah, well, we have to give us give up any thoughts that we might be that we need a big impact to have any impact, because Peter was writing to what he called the elect exiles. These were people who were torn away from their homes and scattered throughout the region. They were not where they thought they would be. They didn't have huge ministries. They didn't have websites and big platforms. They just had one another and their neighbors. And if we can just love our neighbor and love God the way Peter shows us, that is kingdom living. That is success. And if you reach more than one person, then fantastic. But if you just reach one today and share the hope that you have and take some of the hope that God has poured into you and you offer a sip of that to one other person, then you are Peter of your generation, of your day and time, and of your corner of the world. And it's so powerful. It's so, you know, Peter really challenges us to be humble. Maybe we'll end with this verse. It says in First Peter 5, 5, it says, In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. So humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. It really is beautiful. It can be almost a prayer. Lord, help us to humble ourselves. Well, that was Amy Lively. Give a cup of cold water. Give a cup of hope. You can find Amy at amylively.com. You can find Amy on Instagram. You can also find me on Instagram. Let's connect. And you can listen to her previous episode at jenniferjackson.com. You don't want to miss that. Find that episode today and have a cup of hope. Maybe your homework is to read First Peter. What an encouraging book. A great time. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for being with us. I'm Jennifer, and you've been listening to Simply for Women.
We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jenniferjackson.com. That's jenniferjackson.com. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.